it's Olivia. Hey, it's Larissa. And this is Breaking the Silence. Welcome back to our Breaking the Silence podcast. We're super excited to be coming back to you guys again this week. Um, Last week, we started a new mini-series called The Foundations of Salvation, and we're super excited to get back into that again this week. But before we get into all of that, we want to share this week's praise reports. So for our first praise report, we have one from a young person in our youth group. His name is Shane Heron, and he actually posted this praise report on Facebook, and we just loved it so much that we thought we'd share it with you guys. And he wrote, um, To say that I have been touched by God is an understatement. I heard someone say once that you do not have to find truth, but truth will find you. And I completely agree. As a kid, I went to a couple churches, and I have always wanted to be in church and go to heaven, but never knew how, nor could I break down what all these different preachers were talking about. I read the Bible and prayed with people, but never had a, whole, a true wholehearted relationship with God. It was always based off my grandparents' relationship, which I loved. They are really great people, but I didn't know or understand that a relationship with God had to be your very own. I had an amazing friend since second grade who one day said, would you like to come hang out? So obviously I said yes. Not too long after, I was asked to come to a youth event at Isaac Lay's house, and we had a lot of fun. After about a year, I was asked to come to church. So I started coming on Wednesday nights for about a month, and it felt right and real. Never have I felt so good at church, but I'm telling you what, at SRAC, as soon as you hit the parking lot, you can feel the presence and the power of God. I now repent every day. I have been baptized in Jesus' name and have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Man, isn't that amazing. I can't express how my life has been since all this happened, and guess what? I've only been in church two years. It's so little time, but it seems like forever. I have so many people who I know that I go, that go to church who know that I go to church and ask me about God. So far, my 11-year-old brother is coming to church with me, which is so amazing. I pray every day for my whole family to find this apostolic faith and change their ways. This way of life is everything, and I couldn't be happier. Just thinking about the goodness of Jesus can brighten my entire day. I know I'm cheesy and weird, but I don't care because I know who I serve and who I long to see. I see people leaving church and doing all different things, and I pray I will never do that. My point to My point of this is to tell you, no matter who you are, what you have done, my Jesus will never stop caring and he will never stop loving you. The Bible says that his mercy endureth forever. I've seen a man with my own eyes take five steps after being paralyzed from the waist down. Some say people lie and fake. Well, honey, you don't know my God. Get you a life with Jesus. I promise you will be so much happier and you will always have a better outlook on life. Use me as an example of how much my life and way of thinking has changed. And... I just want to say that that and that praise report is just really awesome because we have gotten to see Shane grow into an awesome, awesome young person. He's doing so so great. He's joined our praise team, and I think that God is really going to use him in his school and whatever he does in his life. Yeah, I totally agree. Like Olivia said, he's um, you know singing on our praise team. He also I know we have some students that are getting involved in starting a P7 at their school, and I know he's involved in that, and he's going to do some awesome, great things there. Also, what um, his testimony here, really, it's his testimony and a praise report, is a really good one for what we're going to be talking about here today. Yeah. So I'm really glad that we chose to share that one today. And also, we have another one. So our Ohio youth president for the Apostolic Crusaders, uh, Brother Nathan Ivey, 
he had a praise report that he shared on Facebook, and I thought it was a really good one, also perfect for the topic we're going to be talking about today. So I wanted to share that with everybody. Um, so during all of this uh, coronavirus stuff, most churches, you know, went to online services, and they had a young man that had started watching their church services. Their church is the Pentecostals of Dayton. And this young man had been watching their church services because his church um, was shut down and didn't have, um, I don't think they had the, that capability. And so when everyone finally came back to church, um, this young man came to church and Brother Nathan gave, the, gave him a Bible study and he ended up getting baptized in Jesus' name and that's really awesome. And we're just super excited about what God's going to do in his life and what he's doing at their church as well. Yeah. So that's just a really awesome praise report that I wanted to share with um, you guys from another church. And then we have another one from our church. Um, Sister Shirley Levy um, had, I, I don't remember who it was. Olivia may remember who it was remember. that she had told. I'm not for sure, but... Anyways, Sister Shirley Levy from our church, um, her husband, Ramon, had had some testing and things done, and um, they came back that he is cancer-free, because that's what they were, um, you know, worried about and everything, and it came back that he is cancer-free, and so that's super exciting. We're very glad to hear that. Yes, we are. We are so thankful that those those tests came back. Um, that way. So now we're going to just dive right into our devotional this week. Last week we started our first series called The Foundations of Salvation, as Larissa mentioned before, and we talked about repentance last week. So now we're going to talk about the next step after repentance, which is baptism. So if you look back at Acts 2.38, it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, so before we get into why we baptize, we kind of want to understand what baptism is. So the dictionary definition for baptism is a Christian ceremony in which a small amount of water is placed on a person's head or in which a person's body is briefly placed under water. An act, experience, or ordeal by which one is purified, sanctified, initiated, or named. A ceremonial immersion in water or application of water as an initiatory rite of sacrament of the Christian church. And if you look at the Greek word, which I'm probably going to totally butcher how to say this but it's baptizo which is to make overwhelmed or fully wet so now that we talked about the dictionary definition and we mentioned what the greek word means we want to kind of look at what the bible says in romans 6 3 and 5 it says know ye not that so many of us were baptized into jesus christ were baptized into his death therefore we were we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father even so, we also should walk into the new, in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall, also, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. In Colossians 2.12, it says, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. So, basically, if you think about Christ dying on the cross for our sins, he raised three days later from the dead. So when we go down in the water, when we come back up, all of our sins are washed away, is basically what that is. Yeah, we're basically, um, basically it's this, this spiritual death and rebirth, kind of like how God died on the cross, but then he rose again. So it's kind of like 
our sins are dying, but then, you know, we're rising back up. Yeah. That's kind of what that um, is talking about there. So now that we've talked about what baptism is and kind of given a definition for baptism based off of, you know, the dictionary and based off of what the Bible um, talks about baptism as, we want to talk about why we should be baptized. And so I just want to start off with talking about a passage from the Bible with Nicodemus and Jesus, and that's found in John 3, 3 through 7. So in that passage, Nicodemus is talking to Jesus, and Jesus is telling him what he, mu- what he must do to be saved. And in John 3, 5, um, it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And when it's talking about being born again, it's talking about baptism. Um, in that passage, Nicodemus then asks, he's like, well, how can I be born again? He's thinking of actually being born again in his mother's womb. But then God is, you know, God goes on to talk about how he's just, he's describing that as baptism. Yeah. And that basically in that scripture, he's saying baptism is essential to make it to heaven. So last week we talked about, uh, when we started this series, the foundations of salvation, we were talking about what, um, that God gives us the essential things that we need to do so that we can be with him one day. And we started, Olivia started off by talking about that in, in Acts 2.38. So we talked about repentance last week, and so that's why we're talking about baptism this week and that it's essential. So, you know, we, we need to be baptized because God is telling us that we should be baptized if we want to, um, you know, be with him, spend eternity with him. So, like I said, also in Acts 2.38, it talks about we want to be baptized for the remission of our sins. And, you know, that's another reason why we want to be baptized, not just because, you know, we want to be in heaven with God one day, which that's obviously huge. It's, you know, a big deal. But, yeah. it, you know, it washes our sins away. And there's several scriptures, actually, that talk about our sins being washed away. And I'm not going to read all of them, but um, here are just a few in Colossians 1, 11 through 14, 1 John 2, 1 through 2, and 1 John 3, 5. And then another scripture that talks about our sins being washed away is Acts twenty two sixteen, and I want to actually read that one. It says, And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So not only do we want to be baptized so that we can spend eternity with God, but we want to be baptized because it washes our sins away and it makes us feel new. It makes you feel good. Like after I was baptized, you know, I was baptized when I was pretty young, but it made me feel really good inside. It's just, it's a good feeling. And so, you know, we're made new. Galatians 3, 27 says, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And then in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So when we're baptized, you know, all things are new. Our sins are washed away. We're a new creature, a new creation in Christ. Because when we're baptized, like in Galatians was saying, we put on Christ. And that's why we feel new. And that's why we feel so good when we've been baptized. Yeah. It kind of makes me think back to like whenever people get baptized here at the church, whenever they come out and pastor's like, well, how do you feel? And they always say like excited or happy or restored and things like that. And I think that's kind of what these scriptures are touching on a little bit too. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think that's exactly 
what um, that's exactly what these scriptures are talking about that feeling that people feel when they have been baptized yeah um, and so like I said baptism you know makes us feel new makes us feel good and then if we take a look at I want to take a look at another scripture here in Hebrews 10 um, 1 through 4 and 9 through 10 I'm just actually going to read verse 9 because in verse 9 it says he taketh away the first that he may establish the second so the reason why I'm even bringing up this scripture is because like last week with repentance we were talking about um, people offering sacrifices to God and how that was how they used to um, that was how they used to be forgiven of their sins mm-hmm. but then once God died on the cross they no longer had to do that you know we just have to repent of our sins and God will forgive us so basically this scripture when it says he taketh away the first that he may establish the second what he's talking about is that the first was sacrifice so God took away that we had to have the sacrifice so that he may establish the second. So the second is being the baptism. Um, and then, so he took away the first, basically, when he died on the cross, like we were talking about with repentance. And then if we t- take a look in Mark, Mark sixteen fifteen through 16, it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So that scripture also, I think, goes along with why, you know, we need to be baptized. God was commanding that we go into the all, world, all the world and preach the gospel and that people be baptized so that they can be saved and spend eternity with them. So along with all the reasons why we should be baptized and how the Bible instructs us to be baptized, another reason is Jesus was baptized. If you look at Matthew 3.16, it says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. So this is showing us the importance of baptism because Jesus himself is being baptized. So if Jesus is being baptized, why would he be being baptized if he didn't want us to be baptized as well? And we know Jesus is without sin. So, obviously, he wants his people to be baptized as well. Actually, he wants everyone to be baptized. If we take a look at 1 Peter 3, 20-21, it says, "...which sometime were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a preparing wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. Like the figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of good conscience toward God, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ." So. This scripture is comparing Noah and his family who are saved by water when he built the ark. It is, which is the flood, to show how baptism saves us. It washes away our sins. So, and we're talking about baptism and washing away our sins. We, how should we be baptized? If we go back to the Greek word baptizo, which it means we should be fully submerged in water. And if you look at scripture... It says in Romans 6, 3 through 4, it's said to be buried with him by baptism, um, which makes sense to be fully submerged. If you're being buried, you're completely covered. And then in Acts 8, 39, it says they were come up out of the water. Mark 1, 10 says up out of the water again. So if we were not supposed to be fully submerged, why would it say to come up out of the water? You can't be fully, sub- you can't, you must, you have to be fully submerged out in the water in order to come up out of it. Yeah, that's really good. I, that's re- a really good point. 
you definitely, if you're going to come up out of the water at all, you do have to be, you do have to go all, all the way down in yeah. the water. Submerge. It just makes sense. That's good. And going along with how we should be baptized, talking about, you know, the Bible talks about being fully submerged, so going completely under the water. We're also going to touch on being baptized in Jesus' name. And this is a, I love talking about this so much. This is so good. Um, it kind of, it goes along, it doesn't kind of, it does go along with the oneness of God. And we're not going to get into that topic today, but we'll eventually cover that topic down the road. But Jesus' name ba- baptism in Acts 2.38, it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So in that scripture, it's saying to be baptized in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus Christ. So to be baptized in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. And then if we take a look at Acts 4, 10 through 12, it says, Be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, who God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And so, you know, it's said in the name of Jesus Christ. So it was saying there's no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved it's saying jesus christ that's the name that we're saved by and mm-hmm. so that's the name you know we should be baptized in you know yeah. when we go down and you know who's baptizing you then they're baptizing and they're saying that's why they say you know i now baptize you in the, the name, name of, of jesus. jesus yeah and um if we look at another scripture it says acts eight sixteen. it says for as yet he was fallen upon none of them only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then again, Colossians 3.17. And whatsoever you do in, you, ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. And then again, if we look at Matthew 28.18, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And Jesus is the one who said that scripture. So if all power is given to Jesus, then it really makes sense for us to be baptized in Jesus' name. Yeah. Wow, I love this so much. Yeah. I do. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited about I'm this. I'm getting excited this just listening good. to you. <laughs> um, now I want to talk about Matthew 28, 19. Because sometimes people get a little bit like confused with the scripture maybe. But in Matthew 28, 19, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Well, some people, you know, take this as, okay, so when we're baptized, we're going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, Son and the, the Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. Right. But actually what that scripture is saying, this is really cool because I, I really love this point. It makes a lot of sense. Um, it's actually saying to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And here's why I'm going to explain so if we think of the name of the Father, well, what is the name of the Father? Olivia, what is the name of the Father? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And then um, I just want to read a scripture to go along with this too. John five forty three says, I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. And so it's saying, I am come in my Father's name. And the Father's name is Jesus. Yep. 
Then the name of the son. What's the name of the son, Olivia? It's Jesus. <laughs> it's Jesus. Matthew one twenty one says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So yes, Jesus was a son. He was born as a son, but that was just, you know, a title. But the name of the actual son is Jesus. Jesus. And then uh, the name of the Holy Ghost. What's the name of the Holy Ghost, Olivia? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. So let's look at John 14, 26 real quick. It says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And so, again, it's saying that the Holy Ghost, so the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. So this is Jesus talking, saying it will send in my name. And what is his name? Jesus. So the name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. And the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. So basically this scripture, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are actually just titles. We have titles in our life as well. I'm, my name is Larissa, but I also am a daughter. I'm a sister. I also hold other titles. You know, my job, I'm a teacher. I have all these different titles, but my name is Larissa. Yep. So Jesus, he holds these titles. Jesus is the Father. Yes, he is the Son, and he's the Holy Ghost. He is all of those things, but those are just titles because his actual name is Jesus. So this scripture is actually telling us, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So it's actually telling us to baptize them in the name of Jesus because the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are all Jesus. I love that so much. I think that's so cool. That's one of my favorite things. Okay, so it's crazy. Whenever I first heard this, because... I think it was just in the past few years that I actually heard this broken down because I grew up in a Catholic school. And so I always heard, you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and that kind of thing. And people would ask me why we baptized and we pray, like at the end of the prayer, we said, in the name of Jesus. I always got asked, like, why do you do that? Like the scripture, like the Bible says to baptize, you know, all that stuff. And um, so I, whenever I heard this, I was like, I finally have proof of like, why we do yeah. this in an explanation of why we do this and whenever I actually shared it with people they were like huh because nobody yeah. thinks about that that kind of th- that kind of thing even though it's just kind of a simple explanation yeah nobody thinks of it that way so that's good this yeah. this whole this whole thing was just mind-blowing to me it's so. like yeah when you hear it said like that it's like wow you have this new revelation of what baptism really is and how we should be baptized mm-hmm. it's very cool and I also just want to kind of go on to say we'll get into this here as we go on to um that actually there's nowhere in the bible that anyone was actually ever baptized in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost they were actually baptized in Jesus name and we're going to kind of go on and talk about this a little bit more 
So if we continue to look at that scripture, Matthew 28, 19, it is part of the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is Jesus' instructions after he was resurrected from the dead. And if you look at the Gospels, there are four accounts, and they all recorded the Great Commission. So if we look in Luke 24, 45 through 47, we see the Great Commission again. And the scripture reads, Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures, and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it is behoved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And what's his name? His name is Jesus. So it's the same story as Matthew 28, 19. It's just worded differently. So if we look at scripture, there are six different accounts of people being baptized after Jesus gave the Great Commission. The first one is in Acts 2, 41, where the apostles are baptizing after Peter gave his command. And then in Acts 8, 5 through 16, the apostles baptizing after Peter gave his command. And I'm going to read a couple of these scriptures. Um, Verse 12 says, um, But when they believed Philip preaching these things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. And if you skip down to verse 16, it says, For as ye that was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord. So again, baptizing in the name of Jesus. Yeah, because the name of the Lord is Jesus. Jesus. And then also that scripture was the Acts 8.12 was good because it's talked about both men and And women women were baptized. Everyone, it's talking about everyone needs to be baptized. And then if we look at Acts uh, 8.35-38, it says, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water, and the Enoch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the Enoch, and he baptized them. So again, um, some of the apostles are being baptized again. So the next account that we have is Acts 9.18, where the Apostle Paul was baptized. And I'm not going to read that one, but if you look further down in Scripture, later in the book of Acts, it's Acts 22 and 16. Paul actually relates the story of his baptism. And then um, another account of people being baptized after this great commission was given was in Acts 10.48. And it says, And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. So again, the name of the Lord is Jesus. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. So Peter, he commanded Cornelius and his household to be baptized. That's where that scripture is coming from. The sixth and final account that we have is found in Acts 19, 1 through 5. And it's the final baptism in the book of Acts. And it says, And it came to pass that while Apollo was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So they had been baptized one way under one form of baptism, but they were baptized again under the name of Jesus because they were baptized the wrong way the first time. So that just goes to show that baptism has to be under the name of Jesus. 
Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I think when we read this scripture because it's like, you know, they you know, they were baptized, but it tells us how important it is to be baptized in Jesus' name because they were actually rebaptized in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff right there. It's good stuff. So we said all this to say baptism is for whoever wants it. You know, if you want to be baptized, be baptized. All you got to do is tell your pastor that you want to be baptized, and I know that they will be happy to baptize you. Yeah, and those all those accounts that we were talking about, why they're so important that why we even mention those you know about people being baptized after the great commission was given because that great commission you know we read in the scripture is sometimes where people might get confused when it says that we're baptized in the name of the father son and the holy ghost well we know that the name of the father the son and the holy ghost is all jesus but we wanted to bring up those accounts though after that was given to show that all of those accounts actually never mentioned the titles Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost to be baptized in. It was all like in the name of the Lord Jesus, be baptized in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show us that the command given in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen is about, uh, you know, is talking about being baptized in Jesus' name because that's how they were all baptized after that was given. Yeah. And in fact, people were even rebaptized after that was given. Yep. So it just shows us that it's important to be baptized in Jesus' name. I just want to say the Bible is awesome, y'all. All you got to do is read it, and it'll tell you exactly yeah. what you need to know. I, I agree. This is so I, – I love talking about this because this is just, like, really good, and it's – it's just it's just awesome. I don't know. I think it's really a good thing to understand. And if you are out there and, like, you want to be baptized in Jesus' name – we got the hookup. We got the hookup. We can um, make a way wherever you're at, even if you're listening somewhere, you know, that's not even near us. We can help you get baptized in Jesus' name because mm-hmm. it's so important. And it also just feels amazing. Yeah, it's it does. Awesome. Once you're baptized in the name of Jesus, I know for me personally, I was young as well, but I could tell the difference between before I was baptized and after I was baptized. For sure. It's it's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. And so now, I guess we're going to go ahead and do our worship playlist for yes. this week. This is one of my favorite things. I um, I actually listen to our worship playlist each week, too. Me, too. And it's good. And so the first song we have this week is called Faithful Now by Vertical Worship. I really like that song. It's just a really good one. And then Freedom by Jesus Culture. This is a more upbeat one. I love that one. I really love that one, actually. Yeah, that one's actually a really good one. The next one that we have, and the reason I picked this one is because I, like a week and a half ago, we were all talking about, like, youth camp because camp was supposed to happen, and we were talking about our favorite memories and our favorite choir songs. And my favorite choir song from camp was Right on King Jesus by Sharon McKee. And y'all, this song is so good. It is super gospel and super... I think it's crazy. I love this song. So you should definitely give that song a listen. Um, the next song that we have is one of my favorite older songs. It's How Great Thou Art. And now you listen to the version by Lauren Daigle because she's awesome. But that is definitely a great song as well. And then our last song is Jesus by Eddie James. Now, I really like this one. Um, our sign team actually, I think this might have been the first time I heard this song was when our sign team here at church signed um, to this song. And it was so good. By the way, sign team, 
You guys are awesome, amazing. You should totally do this song again. Just throwing that in there. Sister Allison, if you're listening. We are calling you out. We are saying we want to see it again. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that song. That one's really good. Um, Yeah, just give it a listen. That one's good. And I felt like that was a perfect song for what we're talking about this week because we're talking about baptism and how we are baptized in Jesus' name. And so this song fits perfectly. Yeah. And then... Um, our events for this week we want to talk about. We've actually got quite a few different ones. Uh, the first event, once again, we always want to mention this because we're back here at church. We have church on Sunday at 10 a.m. and now we are back in Sunday school. So Sunday school starts at 10 a.m. and then our evangelistic service at 11 a.m. And I know the kids have been. I, I know the kids have enjoyed going back to Sunday school. Last week we had incredible Sunday school classes. I really loved being back in there with the kids. They loved it too. We have all new classrooms. Everything's redone, and it's super exciting. So church on Sunday, 10 and 11 a.m., and then also church on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Our next um, our next event is actually something that our church does. It's called Be Free from Addiction, and it is back every first and third Tuesday of the month at 6 p.m. And if you want to learn more information about that, you can reach out to us, and we'll get you in touch with the people that are in charge of that here at the church. But it is a super awesome outreach in our church, and just in general, it's just awesome. It, it really is, and the people that are over at um, Sierra and Alejandro Ventura, they They've really got a heart for this ministry, really for sure, do. and they're doing a fantastic job. And then um, another thing coming up this week is the ladies finally get to do, we were going to start doing this before Corona hit, you know, but we finally get to, um, we're going to be eating out together in Troy this Tuesday night at 6 p.m. We're getting Mexican food, and we're so excited. You better be there. If yes. anything, just for the Mexican food. The chips and salsa. Hello. Queso. Queso. We need it. We love what? it. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> anyway. Our next event is um, our Sunday School Open House, June 28th, after our service. And um, there have been so – there's we've talked about it before. There's been so much work going on here at the church. And our Sunday school classrooms, like Larissa said, are coming together. And we want everybody to see them. And I can just say from seeing the Sunday school classrooms myself, they look amazing. Our Sunday school teachers are doing such a great job with their classrooms. So if you want to check those out, make sure to join us at our open house. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome time. And then we are going to be having our church picnic on july 5th it is called red white and barbecue so come out it's gonna be an awesome time our church picnics actually our church picnics are the best i'm just gonna say i know we might be biased but they are so much fun we always have tons of food games it's great fellowship so if you are in the area in the greenville bradford area wherever you may be dayton wherever you want to come visit us it's a lot of fun So far, we've talked about repentance and baptism. So next week, we're going to be talking about the third and final step of the Foundations of Salvation, which is the Holy Ghost. Yes, tune in. So we're really excited. Thanks, guys, for joining us tonight. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening today. Check out our Facebook under Breaking the Silence and our Instagram at at Breaking the Silence 20. We will be posting updates there every week. Again, thanks for listening in, you guys, and have a great week. Uh